This is episode number 796 with the hilarious and wise Pete Holmes. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Benjamin Franklin said, without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. Welcome to today's episode. This one goes in some interesting directions that I think you're going to enjoy, and it gets there pretty quick. For those that don't know, Pete Holmes is a comedian, writer, cartoonist, and podcast host. You might know him from his podcast, You Made It Weird, or The Pete Holmes Show. Pete is also created and starred in the semi-autobiographical HBO show Crashing, which he executive produced alongside Judd Apatow. An accomplished stand-up with three-hour long television specials and innumerous late-night appearances, he continues to tour regularly to sold-out crowds in his latest book, Comedy Sex God is available and it's out for pre-order right now. In this interview, we talk about how suffering is the fuel or energy that takes you where you need to go, how your consciousness can only grow through awareness, how peace cannot exist in the ego, and Pete's journey as a father and how it has shifted his mindset. Also, we talk about the comedy industry and what he's learned from some of the most famous comedians in the world. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite 
lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. And while you're listening to this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. Let me know what you thought about this over on your Instagram story. Tag me at Lewis Howes and at Pete Holmes over there. Let us know what you thought. I'm sure he would love to hear from you as well over there. The link is lewishouse.com slash 796, or you can just take the link from whichever podcast app you're listening to and share it over on your stories on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere you'd like to share. And without further ado, let me introduce to you to the funny and the wise Pete Holmes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got Pete Holmes in the house. My man, good to meet you. Hello. Glad you're here. <laughs> we just had a 20, 30-minute pre-interview already that we'll probably throw in here I somewhere. hope you do. I love that. We'll, we'll probably throw that in there before this, and uh, we talked about our... Oh, I thought that's what you did. On my podcast, we just started. Just, just roll. I, I don't mean to impose my no, style onto you. I like you, it, though. But, and also, when you, I'm sure you know this, when you interview other hosts, they're like chefs or something. They just start cooking. Yes. <laughs> No, I like. You know I actually I mean? like that model. I, Neil Strauss did that one time with me mm. years ago. He was like, "We're just gonna, we're just rolling." We just started sitting down and talking, and he was like, "Okay, right. we're 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 rolling, and we're gonna keep going here." Right. I like to prepare people to make sure that they're grounded as well, and be like, "Okay, is there anything off limits that you don't want to talk about? Otherwise, right. I might ask something, and you're like, what a jerk, you know? Totally this idiot." I'm actually surprised my style hasn't bit me in the butt more because a lot of people probably. What you're doing is, is very loving. What I'm doing is, is sort of like the dad that lets go of your bike. Right. <laughs> like, you can bike. Right, exactly. And maybe I'm surprised it hasn't rubbed people the wrong way. Well, maybe since you're a comedian, they expect that like you're going to go those places. And Isn't that funny? It's just a word. Your container is more. That's right. I uh, picked a good container. Yeah, you did, man. I, so we talked about being friends with Rob, uh-huh. Rob Bell. He and I, in our work together, he's fascinated by the, just the social contract of comedian. Uh-huh. You're allowed to do all these things. It's, it's absurd. You've got to what say is, whatever you want. Yes, what does it mean? And, he, and at, he's not a pastor, but he's a spiritual teacher, right? So he's supposed to, and then pick the type of comedian you are well. I, I always think about like rappers, right? And how they sort of, they have to be cool all the time. Not all rappers, but a lot of people in hip hop feel Jay-Z has to be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and I always joke that like he couldn't do an interview and just be like, I just feel silly today, but I can. If I'm feeling cool, I can be cool. If I'm feeling silly, I can be silly. So comedian, if any young people are watching, do that. Even if you don't always do it, just do it enough to get like, oh, they were a comedian. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, oh, I get it. I see the comedian. In every you. time I watch Jack Black do an interview, I'm like, this guy has is fearless. Yeah. He'll just say what he wants. He just like lays around, like lets his belly kind of hang out. I just know. doesn't care what he looks like. He looks like comedy. He is comedy. He is comedy. No, I know. It's amazing. It's a body confidence. It's a vocal confidence. Yeah. He just starts singing whenever he wants to. You're just like, right. who is this? But shit? it's also vulnerable. See, that's what I thought was interesting about you is that you have vulnerability and you share that. Yeah. And that's so essential. Jack, you can kind of see it. 
I'm not making fun of him. He is vulnerable, but he's confident with it. it. That's right. Well, it's confident vulnerability, which is funny. So just in his, so the setup is his body and the punchline is his vulnerability, like that you sense. Or the setup is his vulnerability. Because he kind of looks like somebody who might be looking through records at the record store. And then when he's excellent or amazing or outrageous, you're like, yes! It's incredible. More than someone who looked like somebody else. Right. You would want, it wouldn't be as much of a, there wouldn't be as much fun in the in the contrast between how he looks right. and how he is. So that is kind of funny. Who's the comedian that uh, if you could be from one day, you'd want to be that person that's currently alive? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time envying. Mm. What do you appreciate or admire? You're like, no, oh, I don't envy, but they're just really funny. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, I know them all uh, a little too you well. Know, you know behind the scenes. It's like <laughs> it's like when it's like when someone goes and sees a speaker and they seem incredible, but then behind the scenes they work with them and they're out of integrity all the time. And you're like, ah, oh, they're not who they appear. That's to be. interesting. It's more like I like so. Bill Burr is like my favorite, one of my favorites, absolutely. And when I'm with Bill, I'm like the guy just speaks in bits. Like you can't talk to Bill and not have him flood you with unbelievable material. John Mulaney, the same way. Absolutely one of my favorites. I don't know if I would want to be either of those guys. Because <laughs> what it is, is like the art of being a comedian is taking your dysfunction, which I have, my own dysfunction, and learning how to like do jujitsu with it. <laughs> so you can go to dinner with your wife or you can be quiet on a beach or something. And it took me 35 years to figure that out. Because when you're starting, like if you have a show, it would ruin your day. You know what I mean? The anxiety that you had a show, stress. the stress. People are gonna like me. Exactly. They're gonna laugh. You're writing everything down and you're panicked and you're freaking out all the time. And it took me 35 years to get to the point where I can be like, no, like an hour before the show, I'll look at my notes or whatever, or I'll kind of make a set list. So if I was dropped into Bill's body and I had his brain, I would enjoy the his perspective, but I don't know if I would know how to like harness it. Right. Be like being locked in a room with a bear or something, you know what I mean? So it's fun, and you're like, whoa, there's a bear. <laughs> but he knows how to put the bear in a headlock and go like, okay, I'm gonna have brunch with my wife, you know what I mean? How many of the most successful comedians, it sounds like you know them all, you've met them all, you've done, I, I don't you're know. You're in the scene. Yeah, I, yes, yeah. You're in the scene I'm in, in the LA. Scene. You're, in the scene. They know who you are. You know who they are, most of them probably. Yeah. It's a small community. It is a small community, yeah. That's why I'm okay um, agreeing. How many of these high-level comedians that are like famous comedians, let's say, that are people know of in the world, how many of them are actually have their life together and can actually function in normal ways? It looks like to me like Kevin Hart seems to have his life together. Like he has businesses and he has structure. And he has routines, but he also has major breakdowns every month and goes on TV and, you know. I'm actually, so clearly you're into productivity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You like efficiency. I see Kevin, and I mean this, if Kevin Hart did my podcast, I would want to discuss what is driving him to do so much. Because if I'm on an airplane and I scroll past three movies you're in, and there's a Netflix special coming out. I think I don't think awesome. And I a think YouTube show. What's I, wrong? Really? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I would now. No disrespect to Kevin. Yeah, so yeah. we'll take Kevin out. So for all I know, Kevin has the most balance in the world, and right. 
even uh, schedules in spaciousness in his routine or whatever. Plus, I don't understand what he's, his psychology. You know what I mean? We have different lives. That being said, I sort of, at this point, I'm 40. At this point in my life, I measure success in it by a different metric entirely. Again, it, Rob is similar. It's like Ryan Hall, you know Ryan Holiday? Of course. So it's like, what do you want your day to look like? I don't want my day to look like I got to go. I don't want my day to look like that. I love that this day I'm doing this interview with you and my ability to just be here with you is built into the idea that I tell my team I don't want to do five things in a day. And just because I could sell a special, no, fuck you. Right. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to the monster in me that goes like, comedy's hot right now. You could sell it for more. It's like, you suck my dick. <laughs> Get right. out of my fucking face. Right. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. Now, again, I really do want to remove Kevin from this. I'm speaking for myself. Your ability to have a somewhat normal life mm. is balanced against, like, your, your producing and your achieving. And I believe, and I'll probably end up quoting Richard Rohr a lot, especially if we end up talking about my book, Richard talks about like knowing needs to be balanced with unknowing and talking needs to be balanced with not talking and, and achieving needs to be balanced with not achieving. Mm. And this isn't why just is like, this? why is this? Because yeah. that's the way the f-ing universe works. Why can't people just always achieve and keep growing? It's up, dude. The American corporation is a, it's a lie that you should be making more money every year. It is against the law of the universe. And this is why we see corporations being shitty to their employees. Mm. Why isn't I could name any one of them, but I use all of them, so I don't want to call out anybody. But, like, we know who these corporations are. Their mythology is that their shareholders should make more money every year. That is not the way the universe... Look at the forest. Does it get bigger every year? There's a balance. There's fires. There's droughts. It goes down. It goes up. There's a flow. This is the law of the universe. This is the Tao. That's what we're talking about. There is an inherent structure to everything that is. And a lot of our ideas go fucking flat in the face, right in the face of those ideas. And that is not balance, and that is not harmony, and that is not the Tao, and that is not the kingdom of heaven, I would say. These are structures of the ego that say, like, we need to do more this year. You know what I mean? My TV show just got canceled. How am I, well, how am I going to book enough? Fuck you. Have a year where it's a little bit more like the sizzle, not the wave. That sizzle that we all love on the beach where the wave gets pulled back. Do that, you stupid. Right. That's, don't you see? It is the ocean. Big waves, little waves, calm time, big time. You need to find harmony. Mm. It's not just going like, I have a, I, I would have a month off in between shooting crashing. I didn't run out to do a movie. Why would I do that? And again, I sound I don't want to sound holier than thou. I like being with my family. Yeah. I like being alone. You can't be a healthy person that gets, I don't think, that gets up on stage in front of a thousand people regularly and entertains them and has them hanging on your words and not balance that with time where you're not demanding that everyone listen to you and you're not listening to other people. It's a sickness. Mm. And you know what? I don't just see it in famous people. I see it in family members. I'm like, oh, you forgot to practice how to in. You're just out. And nobody likes talking to a just out. It's, it's a horrible thing. Right. What do you mean just in? No, they didn't know how to do in. They're just out. Just, what, what does in mean? What in would mean? be like quiet. In would be ingesting. Time. In would be reading. We're people that buy books and don't read them. 
I'm one of those people. Of I'd course buy you lots are. Of books. I say this, why do I know this so well? Because it's me. Yeah, I'm talking about I me. Know. And that's why I get passionate about it. Yeah. But it's like there needs to be your social time and your solitude. And there needs to be like, I already said it. Yeah. You get it. So that to me, I, but I do see that with some some comedians. But it's not, it's not common. <laughs> you, just had, you just had this show, uh, HBO show, three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just recently... Got discontinued. <laughs> that's and, nice, right? Isn't that you could say canceled too. I mean, but how does that make you feel as a comedian? That's like feels like you need to be on TV. That oh, we had this show, and then but three seasons is a lot right now. Most most right. shows don't go past one season. Most yep. shows don't even get on air. You right. know what I mean? So three seasons is a no. Huge, it's a miracle. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's but a, how does it make you feel to have it be that? But oh, it's not six seasons like this person. Right? Or, how does that make you feel? Because <laughs> it's fresh, it's recent right now. No. <laughs> First of all, it's loving of you to ask me that. I was waiting for my dad to ask me that, and in- oh. and instead he would just like project. Oh wow! Onto me what he hoped that I felt. So oh, I appreciate that you yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I love my dad, but, but yeah. I noticed that a lot of men too uncomfortable with things ending or failing discontinuing or discontinuing or being canceled <laughs> yeah might not hold yeah well dude when my wife left me like no one wants to they just go like but you're doing okay right like they, they don't want to go like how are you yeah. you know so i appreciate that you asked yeah. how i am but you know i said to somebody recently i was like i made a show that is a love letter to the necessary change that is instigated by what we perceive as failures right things ending yeah the character arc of my show is his wife leaves and his faith leaves the two things that he never wanted to let go of and then everything that he's supposed to be doing he finds his flow because of something he would have never asked for so i'm like how disappointing would it be if i was devastated that my show went away i wrote i made a show that is a love letter to change and then my life changes and i go (laughs) no (laughs) no it was joy and gratitude and not just because i can rationalize and say like yeah three seasons is amazing that's not it it's because this is how the game is played and the up moments are are great sure it's fine but i'm looking at tony robbins and you in his private jet how many lessons has he learned in that jet you know what i mean you talk to Tony Robbins, he's going to tell you about Thanksgiving when his dad wasn't there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying crashing going away is Thanksgiving with my dad not there, but I'm just saying you need to learn, or I've needed to learn, something happens that you wouldn't have asked for. And it's this very interesting technique of saying, yes, thank you to that. It's very mm. peculiar. The, the other example that I give is I wrote this book, right? And then they sent out the galleys for the reviews. This is the new book, right? The, my new, yeah, my first book. It's called Comedy, Comedy Sex, Sex Guy. Yeah. yeah. So they sent out the galleys for reviews. Probably if, if you wanted one, they would have sent you this galley. I'm flipping through the galley, and it was the wrong draft. It was like the oh, second draft. It's the worst, man. <laughs> I knew yeah, it was an author. That's the worst. You would appreciate this. Oh, my this. gosh, the worst. But I think anybody can appreciate it. It's something that you worked on for, I worked on the book for three years, and then I'm flipping through it, and there's just stuff in there that I did not, want in there like things that I took out um things that I added it's just it was just the wrong draft and I'm like this is what's going so I have this flood of like pain right and then I was like but what did I write in the book (laughs) 
was trying to employ what I talk about in the book. And I was like, you're full of shit right now. You talk about suffering being this, this fuel or this engine that can take you where you need to go. And maybe not even like externally, but internally, it takes you where you need to go. So I tried it. I, I said, yes, thank you. To the pain, to the suffering, to that horrible, itchy Of the cancellation of the, of the book? Yeah. Or well, well, the wrong draft of the book going out you say and yes, the show. Yes, thank you. You say, yes, thank you. Yeah. And your brain doesn't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this isn't just mind tricks. It's, a, it's, it's an abundance model and it's, it's a it. gratitude model. It's abundance. And you go like, okay, Pete, if I was r- getting up in the morning and writing out what would happen in my day, would I write in the wrong draft of the book? No. But all of the change and all of the growth and all of the evolution and all of the consciousness expansion comes from these things that we didn't want. Yeah. And the trick is most of us can have a divorce or a breakup or losing a show or losing a job. Maybe, let's say, it's five years. People say sometimes it's uh, twice the length of the relationship. You can look back and, like, not have the suffering. You can understand, yeah, that wasn't the right person for me. And, I, you know, you were bullied and all these things and you were injured. And well, now look at your life. Okay, so we can look back and go, it was, it was grace. It was a good thing. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The trick for me is to, so here's perspective and here's it happening to you. Yeah. So this is five years. 
to me, spirituality or, or, or consciousness or whatever is trying to get those things right next to each other. So true, man. So while they're happening, you go like, I may, I may not rationally understand it, but I'm going to f- myself and say, thank you. I have this earache. I say, right now I'm in pain. Yeah. And I go, thank you. You're right. My body's impermanent. Don't get too attached. Look how quickly you can get f***ed up. You think you're a, ooh, I'm a big fancy comedian. Oh, yeah? You can't hear in this ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deal with that. And you go, ah, right. How much am I going to learn from just succeeding? banging pinatas? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, candy, 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 candy. F***ing <laughs> nothing. Right. And people like that that have only banged pinatas, I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to people about what they didn't want and what and how they rolled with it, right? It's so fascinating you say this because I've had some big lessons in my life in the last five, you know, four or five months that, and for the first time, I was able to have the awareness and kind of use the tools that I've learned over the last six years of like really diving into understanding myself and overcoming my childhood traumas and all the work I've done with therapy and everything, right? And interviewing great spiritual mentors. And I was like, wow, this is one of those moments that I don't want to happen in my life. I went through this, this pretty bad breakup about four, four months ago. Wow. And uh, the, everything that I didn't want to happen happened. And then some, right? Wow. And so all my insecurities and fears of judgment of what people thought about me, everything was coming up for me. And there was about a week of like stress. But at the same time, I just kept saying, this is happening for a reason. This is happening for a reason. Like, and it's all going to make sense. Right. And then I just said, I got out of the stressful moments and I started saying to myself, gosh, I'm so grateful for this. Like, this is going to make me so much more humble, Mm. so much wiser, so much kinder, have so much more compassion for people. That's right. And I I just said, I'm going to have hindsight now. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to have hindsight now. You just said what I said. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to have hindsight now. You're already doing it. I was just doing it. And I was like, I'm going to act like... It's Christmas, the end of this year, uh, you know, 2019, is that what we're in right now? I don't even know what day I it is. I don't know either. I don't even know what day of year it is. But it's the end of this year, right? It's another year later. I'm going to reflect back on this, and I felt my body in the moment of a year out, Christmas time. And I was experiencing these beautiful experiences with my family and friends and loved ones. Yeah. And I was happy and peaceful, and I was like, none of this is going to matter. That's right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the thing that propelled me into the next stage of my life. Right. So well, it's also it's a story that that you're telling. That's it. And it's your the thought itself. By the way, I'd like to say people who are suffering that are watching this this is not what I would say to someone who's suffering. Mm-hmm. You can just be with someone who's suffering. Yeah. And you can listen to them and be and buy them ice cream or yeah. give them a shoulder rub. Watch don't don't get philosophical. Right. And if you're if this doesn't apply to you, I understand. I'm, but I'm talking to you right now, and you guys are listening. But I understand that your suffering is real, and your pain is real, and it feels real, and it is, and that makes it real. Yeah. That being said, one of the great Buddhist ideas is it's like your thoughts don't have power on their own. It's the belief that you, and we can get into who that you is, but the the you are giving them power. So the belief story you. That's right. Yeah. So even yours is a little bit too painful. I like to use small things. And this is an Eckhart Tolle example, actually. He's like, your flight is delayed. This happens to people like us all the time. You're stuck in traffic. You're late for a meeting. All these things. You need to, like, you don't need to do anything. If you want to, like, sink your teeth into the story and get 
angry. I mean, that's one of the, the joys of life. Even pain is one of the joys of life, is just being, oh, I'm so depressed. When my wife let me, I didn't tell anybody, but I was like, this is kind of fun, like getting drunk all the time and I'd stay in bed all day. Like, you know yeah, how to crazy. do it. Yeah. You've seen it in movies and you're just like, I eat Chinese food all, three times a day because I'm sad. There's Feels almost like a comp- it, yeah. it's like being snowed in. Right? Yeah. There's a feeling of like, nobody expects anything from me. Yeah. My wife just left. So I'm smoking cigarettes and stuff. Like, it, it was okay. Sometimes people be like, whoa, Pete. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> my wife left. Ah! So there's a temptation to pick up all of it. Not just the good, but we actually enjoy the passion and, and the pain of the bad. You know what I mean? We like it in a quiet place. <laughs> I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's a part of us that's like, one more time around. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not quite done right. milking that trauma. Yeah. And I like it. I like the, the way it helps me define myself. I like how it, it gives me attention or might get me love or whatever it might be. So we like it. It's meaning, yeah. So it's hard to do this. And it's not very sexy and it's not very exciting to do this. This is why it's hard or difficult. But if your flight's delayed, and this just happened to me, it happens all the time. You catch yourself going like, oh, I was on a flight recently, and the and the and the chair wouldn't. The worst. Yeah. And it was a six-hour flight. Guy. You're six four, right? Yeah, I'm six six. Six six. Yeah, yeah I'm six four. So yeah, we're giants. You we're giants. We're not built for my planes. chair. It was actually worse. My chair wouldn't not stay up. Oh man. So I'm just like, and, I, and like, <laughs> it wasn't just that. I, of course, reclining is fine, but it's like anytime I sat up, it came up. Yeah. And I, now, now this is admittedly a small example. First world problem too. Of course. That's but I like I'm using flying to Chicago. <laughs> I like using bullshit examples because yeah, yeah. we can look at them less passionately. Yeah. But you're just like you you hear it. You start writing it. The story. I paid full price for this ticket. You know what I mean? Delta. Delta. What is Delta? Delta is nothing. It's nothing. It's just a label for a bunch of machines and people. And an area of the airport that we call Delta, and it's a and it's a stock that you can trade in. Well, right now Delta is just me on this plane. Mm-hmm. But you go like, fucking Delta. It wasn't Delta. I don't even know what airline it right. was. But Delta's fun to say. Fucking Delta. This chair. I deserve better. Looking around, no one else's chair. They just flew in from. No one complained about the. But then you go like, it's the suffering is your attachment to the story. So you start telling a story to yourself. You believe the story, and by the way, that story is rational. Yeah, I'm not saying that you did pay for lies. You should yes. have what you. Yeah, but what does that mean right now? All of that are just like it's just a tale. I gave this many money units for this, and and my flight when I imagined it had a working chair or or was on time or whatever it is. None of that is happening right now. What's happening right now? I'm in a miracle. But this is rationalization. A I'm miracle not, 100 years ago is like... Right. This is rationalization. I'm actually looking for something better than rationalization. Yeah. But you can rationalize. You can say, like, I'm in a miracle. I'm going home to my baby yeah. and, and my baby, my wife and my baby. And there's movies and I'm eating... Uh, now I'm having ice cream People or whatever. delivering food to me exactly. and Postmates. Yeah. My life is better than every pharaoh and every Caesar. It's Every king. Any king... I, I'm just a Joe Schmo on a plane. I beat those kings. I'm better than those kings. That's rationalization. What's actually even one up level of that? That's like an attitude adjustment. That's you telling yourself another story and saying, believe this story. The best thing I found to do is to just drop all the stories and just be right there. And you feel like an alien. 
visiting. You're not thinking about how you're an alien visiting. You're not thinking about how your chair is still pretty good. You're just going like, well, what is? What is? If I could complain, and maybe that would feel good. Ooh, yeah. madam. And maybe I'd get a voucher. Ooh, voucher. Or maybe I'd get a, I don't know, a free drink or something. Right. Is it worth it? Yeah. Just, just be with what is. That to me is presence and love. It's funny, love, right? What is love? It's like love is this big cosmic yes. And the Buddha would say all of our suffering comes from saying no to what is instead of yes to what is, even when it kind of sucks. Mm. Why are we so attached to everything? It's so fun. It's so fun. It's Indiana Jones. We're emotionally like running and rolling and we're whipping. It's, a, it's, a, it's an addiction. We build up these identities and these structures and these systems and these titles and these jobs because it's like, it's fun. It's addicting because it's fun. It's not fun. There aren't a lot of movies about realized beings that just kind of go through life going like, my chair doesn't work. Ah, so. <laughs> That's, there's no drama. Right. What are we doing? Then you get a little bit scared. Well, what are we doing? If it doesn't matter that my team lost or that my job promoted Henry and not me or that my girlfriend and I broke up, if none of that really matters because the moment is actually enough, which is crazy because it is, but if we can put that away, then what are we doing? And then you have to ask a lot more interesting, deeper philosophical and metaphysical questions about what's going on here. Because you said something interesting. You said, so this is in my book too. It's like, we say everything happens for a reason. That to me can fall in the category of, of rationalization. We go like, my girlfriend broke up with me, but if she hadn't, I wouldn't have met this new girlfriend. That's, that to me is like introductory level mm-hmm. kind of jujitsu. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's good. It's way better than moping and, and Being whatever. Being victim to everything, yeah. You go like, this happens for a reason. I always grew up thinking things happen for a reason. But the truth is, is like one, one of these things that'll happen to you is going to kill you, right? You're going to die. And then that whole model goes out the window. You can't just go like, well, if she hadn't have left me, I wouldn't have been hit by the car <laughs> that I was storming out of her apartment. So the ego wants to go, it's still paid out. I got that job or I got that money or I got that blowjob yeah, in the yeah. elevator or whatever it is. <laughs> That's all ego stuff. One of the big points of my book is to try and identify who we really are, which I would say is just awareness. That awareness had a shell grow around it. And for you and I, that awareness went like, I am an American, I am a male, I'm a tall male, I'm white, uh, I'm from, now it's just me, I'm East Coast, my parents, Lithuanian and Irish. Right, right, right. And it's all this story, right? And, and that's a Patriots jersey and, that, and that's like an American flag and it's all fun stuff. It's like, but it's your false self. Is what Carl Jung and Freud would call your false self. You're building up this thing that it isn't really who you are. If you can remember what it was like being a baby, you just were. Right. You were just isness. You were just awareness. So I would say, let's call that words. Let, let's call that isness soul. That makes people kind of their buttholes tense up sometimes, mm-hmm. and I understand. Or so we can just call it awareness. If that awareness is who you really are, I think the growth is for your consciousness. It's for your awareness. Uh-huh. It's not for your story. We say Interesting. This, hap- this bad thing happened, but look, like here, here's a bad ego story for me. My wife left me, but I turned it into a TV show. All right, f***ing who cares? Zoom out. Let's zoom out a little bit. Some ape just said that on a blue rock floating in infinity, and it's expanding infinity. <laughs> right. What the f*** are you talking about? But I got a show. Oh, my dad, another ape. 
Right. Another confused awareness, just like all of us, thinks I'm I'm still a winner. Yeah. Because my false self wanted to be a winner. So dad still thinks I'm a winner and I'm still winning. It's all shit. The cup's already broken. We're all both dead already. It's over. So what can we really work on? Your consciousness, your awareness, your stillness. Like it's like a candle inside that isn't swayed by like, I won or I lost. Yeah. I broke a pinata and this pinata was full of horse shit. <laughs> okay, what was there watching it the whole time? I'm depressed. What's watching the depression? I'm elated. What's watching the, the elation? We want to sort of opt out of this fucking nonsense of the thrills of the spills and the chills and the ups and the downs that make for good movies and TV shows and books. But equanimity and peace comes from identifying with the candle inside that isn't blown, that isn't swayed. Hopefully it's blown sometimes. <laughs> isn't yeah, swayed yeah, yeah. by these things. That's peace. I used to think peace was like, we're in this nice apartment with the nice view and we can go like, oh, I'm being you. That was a good interview with Pete. Wow, I feel peace. Do you? Because as soon as you think that, you go like, well, who's tomorrow? Yeah. Did I say anything wrong on that podcast? Like what, in 10 years, what will we be, woke to that we're not woke to now that maybe we said was wrong. Mm. It's gonna happen. So it, it. none of this matters. And not in a bad way, in the good way. Peace, this is something Ram Dass told me, there's a big part of the book. Peace cannot exist in the ego. It can only exist in your awareness. Mm. So identification with your awareness is where peace is. You can experience peace for a brief moment, but the, the way the ego works, it's made of stuff that does not allow for peace or equanimity. So I tell the story. So how do we shed ego? Well, that's, that's where practice comes from, right? And this is, it's not as complicated as it sounds. For me, it's reading about it, reading other people's words about it, lectures. These are, these, these are good ways to start feeding the brain. For me, it was uh, an audio series called Experiments in Truth by Ram Dass. It's on iTunes changed my life. I just listened to that. That was the beginning. Then you start like, just kind of follow that. Maybe some Alan Watts. If you're, if you were raised Christian and that's valuable to me, to you, those, those system, those Mm. symbols and those metaphors, find some woke Christians like Richard Rohr and Rob Bell. Start feeding that in. And then what happens is really beautiful. Once you kind of like, you're pouring tea in your cup and it starts overflowing. Eventually you can just throw the cup away (laughs) and realize that you are the tea (laughs) and you're the cup. And that everything you've always been told but you didn't understand, like the greatest question you can ask is who am I, is, uh, is true. And then you can have some actual, but it's, it's a little bit simpler than that. That's like advanced. If you're on that plane and your chair isn't working, if you can observe your thoughts, that is a very powerful technique. Really all, all the great spiritual people to me are saying something pretty basic. And then what we do is we pad it to make it fill a book. Or we pad it to make it fill it an hour. one sentence. It's one, it is one sentence. Not a whole book. But yeah. the way that it works is there's all this ego resistance. So we want it to be a three-hour lecture. We need it to be because for those three hours, maybe we're in that space. And it's really the, as Ram Dass would say, it's the space between the words where you're actually just being present and feeling some good vibrations of a lot of people aiming themselves at the same kind of intention. That feels really good. So that's good. But the lecture could be simple. And in my book, it's simple. It's like, just, there are so many metaphors, but it's like, you're the sky and any thought or feeling is a cloud and just watch it go by. Or you're a river and the thought is just a leaf on it. And you don't resist it 
I wish my fucking chair worked. You love it. Nothing goes away by resisting. Don't think that. Just go like, hello. Hi. This will be over in a few hours. Yeah. Oh, great. Good. Yeah. Good. You can't, this is what Krishna Das says, you can't get out of a prison made of thought with more thought, right? So you're trying to get into a place where you're not thinking, you're just being. Okay, these are all fun things to say, but what does that really look like? To me, it looks like noticing your breath. Mm -hmm. Even in the breath, it's like, this is a Gunger lyric, but it's like, it's a give and take. The law of the universe is right there in your physiology. It's like, it's a give, there's, there's my show, there's my show being canceled. It's, it's built into me. That's the lawfulness, that's the balance. Here's an American corporation. What? You can't only <laughs> inhale. You know what I mean? Right. That's a bad, that's a bad mythology. Yeah. Anyway, breathing. I think gratitude really helps too, is focusing on what you are grateful for in that moment. Oh man, this is happening in a bad way and that sucks and right. everything's against me right now, but gosh, at least my right ear works. You know, right. at least, at least. It's my, my left ear works. Yeah, your left ear <laughs> yeah. works. At least my, I think that's I'm a, healthy, I'm a, I live in America, whatever it totally. is you're grateful for. Well, that's a Tony Robbins thing that actually really helped me is, is doing gratitude yeah, and the, having gratefulness. It's the antidote to anger, frustration, I you know. Completely agree. I think then the next level is to go, well, who's having the thought of gratitude? And if you can identify, and it's not as woo-woo as it sounds. So you're going, I wish my ear didn't hurt. Then you're going like, at least you have an ear. Mm -hmm. Okay, these are just clouds. What is an what ear? Is, what is the sky? Who's hearing it? Who's hearing you correcting yourself and going, well, don't think about, who is it talking to? That's your candle, that's your spirit, that's your awareness, and that's where peace is. Because we can play, we can fence with our emotions and go like, at least there's an in-flight meal, and win, <laughs> win briefly. But real equanimity comes from going like a big yes to whatever it is. It's not, easy all the time not easy and it's not sexy it's not a fun story yeah always all of my comedy is about times when i really couldn't do that you know those are funny well, you couldn't stories. say yes thank you it's a funnier story. i probably would have gotten a bit out of it if i complained start live tweeting it it's funnier yeah it's funny yeah it's good be a human and sometimes i am a human <laughs> how often do you get since you're so woke into this information and this is something you talk about you know at Largo a lot with, with Rob and you do sets with Rob talking about these things how often do you see yourself getting angry and allowing the anger to consume your thoughts for more than you know a few minutes or 30 minutes it's funny because that's a Tony Ro I keep looking at him that's a Tony Robbins thing too where he was like life's too short <laughs> I can't get mad he, like he has a rule where he and his wife don't get mad for, for more than, than 90 seconds or something something like that two minute rule or something yeah and I bet, I bet Tony could just school me on this. I have a, a deep respect for him. So it's not that I think he's wrong. I think that's perfect. He probably found the perfect thing for him. Yeah. I just, I, I don't, that, that model has a lot of resistance to me because it's a story. And I say this with respect and it probably works for him. He can do a lot of things I can't do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like jump in a cold pool and all these, right, right. and lift all this. I, like, but you might need to still eat ice cream and have, you know, have pizza for sure. two days or whatever. Yeah. If my anger or my sadness is persisting, I like to be gentle with myself. And I, the story of I don't get angry for more than 90 seconds is resistance. And that, that to me can cause suffering. Because mm. what happens in, at second 91? You're not feeling your emotions anymore. Right. That's totally. You're like, okay, stopping the emotion. Or you are, and now I'm mad because the story was I told myself I'd only have 90 seconds. 
and now it's it's three minutes and I'm still angry about it. That to me, it's attraction and aversion that causes suffering. So my attraction is to drop it. My aversion is to have it. Those two things, settling into what is, and maybe that's how he gets rid of his anger, by the way. And maybe he just kind of gives it a Western model. And that's a brilliant thing to do to make it a little bit more sellable or digestible to a achieving Western audience. So that's full respect to Tony. That might be what he's doing because he's a brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. But for me, what I'm doing is the game of saying, okay, this is 90 seconds doesn't appeal to me because that's, it's just another wagging finger in my head. But if I go, I'm trying to think of of when I was angry recently, because it happens all the time. You get angry. Oh, I was in waiting room for the ear. And the kid next to me was watching Instagram stories with the volume on. And I'm having this, I want to grab him and go, is anyone else watching Instagram stories? There's 10 people in here. But you want us to listen to yours? That, you know how annoying someone else's Instagram stories are? You don't even know these people. And they're just like, noodles. And we're all just sitting there. There's sick people and old people. And there's this, and hipster in his dumbass jeans. <laughs> and he's just like, I hated him. And then, and then instead of going, you only have 90 seconds to feel this, I go like, I love that too. Look at Pete go. Look at Pete being Pete. Not rationalizing, not going like, oh, wow, these are funny thoughts, or I understand, you're right. It's just going like, just saying yes to what is, including my anger, helps the anger go away. Mm. Saying no to my anger, I, for me, leads to more anger. Yeah. Go, don't do that. That's what I was as a Christian. It was willpower Christianity, as Richard Rohr calls it. It was like, don't be an asshole. Don't be horny. What you resist persists is what people say Fucking all the time. Fucking A. That's right. Dude, I, as soon as I gave myself a green light to jerk off or look at porn or all these bad, bad things, I do it so much less, so much less. You're not not resisting it. The addiction was all of it. That was a big breakthrough for me as a Christian, was like the addiction, I say in in Comedy Sex God, I say it was like a, it's either a speedball or a eight ball, a speedball, heroin and cocaine. So the coke was looking at porn. The heroin was the guilt, was the deleting the the cash and the shame. I'd confess to my wife, I looked at porn today. I loved it. That's what I'm saying. Like somewhere deep down, I was addicted to both. I like saying Oscar Wilde says the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. That actually, it sounds like somebody in Vegas would say that. Just like, just have another margarita. But there's actually something beautiful going on there. Pretty conscious, which is just like making it forbidden makes it cling to you so much worse. It's almost like when you're, I'm not married, but if your wife was to give you like a hall pass, it's like you wouldn't need the hall pass because now she's giving it to you or vice versa. It's funny that you say that because my wife and I are not open. We're not in an open marriage, but we're psychologically open. Mm. I say to my wife all the time, because you're brilliant. That's exactly it. I just go, I just want good for you. Yeah. I want good for you. I don't want you, this is all hypothetical. Of course it would hurt my feelings if my wife cheated on me, but in a very different way from when it actually happened to me. If, my wife went, I always say, went to Spain and there's like amazing classical <laughs> guitarist and they had some wine and it started to rain and they ducked for shelter and then something happened, right? It sort of breaks my heart that she could tell her best friend that. And her best friend, even though she was rooting for our marriage and stuff, would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. But she can't tell me? Mm. that shit, dude. That's a story. 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. Again, I'm not hoping not that my wife does that. You're not saying what's right or wrong or good and bad for I'm someone else. I'm not good for her. I'm on her side. That So we're psychologically open, meaning I love you unconditionally. If you want to really get trippy with it, would I let her kill me? That's a way more interesting game than would I be okay if she had an affair. If she really wanted to murder me, which she wouldn't, it goes back to your point, the openness makes... Would you, could you let her? That's not unconditional love. You can do anything you want to me. You want to murder me? <laughs> you know what I mean? That is the love of the universe to wow. me. Obviously, I'm not there. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if anybody could be there. But there, there's a game we play where it's like, I love you as unconditionally up to you murdering me. That's right. where I'm at. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, my I have instincts that would stop you from killing me. Right. Like the, the body is just going to And I'd kill you first. And if you love me, you'll let me. Uh, but, but that's a good example. It's like, yeah. can we be outside of, can our marriage be psychologically free? Because if you go around going like, don't cheat. Don't think that thought. Don't, don't look at that. Don't do this. Yeah. It's willpower marriage. And willpower sucks. Freedom is beautiful. Freedom brings you peace. Freedom is peace. Well, that's what's free. Your awareness is free. You know what I'm saying? So when I go like I'm a straight, married, white guy, then there's this resistance to that. Well, now you can't do this. That. I, anybody can do anything in the moment. It's there might be consequences. That's right. You have to use your brain. And I go, my marriage is way more valuable to me then, and even the, my belief in myself as being a good husband psychologically is more valuable to me. And that's fine. I'm stuck in this meat puppet. Yeah. I might as well 
You know what I mean? I feed myself too. I do things to take care of my body and my Human story self. and my situation. At the same time, you're sort of like, the cup's already broken, zoom out, you're on a rock, and somebody's down here going like, I only have sex with one person. <laughs> and you know what the universe says? It goes, that's not even true. If all things being equal, you've had sex with dozens of people. You know what I mean? Like, it's not true. <laughs> like, right. you know how they say like swans are monogamous? Swans are monogamous. Human beings are not monogamous. Look at what I just, I had a wife, yeah. and, then, and then you have another wife. We're looking at yeah. the whole data. You're not a penguin. You don't start being monogamous when you have a, a ceremony in a gazebo. You're not monogamous. Or some people are. Yeah, I mean, some, I know some. Some people are, yeah. yeah. And, then they, and then they get divorced, and then the, rule, the rules change. You're not, mon- <laughs> you're not monogamous. Right. What's been the biggest <laughs> challenge in your life that you've had to overcome that looking back, you're saying, you say to yourself, wow, I'm really actually grateful that happened. Whether it was the divorce or, the, yeah. you know, I don't know, something else when you were younger, but... Well, the reason it was the divorce, which is embarrassing, obviously other things have happened. So what happened in the divorce to me? for people that don't know? What's the story? Totally. I think I, I wanted to say the reason it is the divorce is because that is the time in my life when I had the most attachments. You were attached. You were committed to being a married. A Christian. For, yeah. A, a winner. Uh, a guy who doesn't get divorced. A guy whose wife doesn't leave him. So basically an achiever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a great husband. So how I, old were you when uh, this happened? I got married when I was 22. <laughs> so there's you a didn't red know flag. Who you were then. Yeah. Didn't have an idea. I mean, 22 year olds now. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to be like anti young marriage, but I, I if someone asked me point blank for advice, I'd be like, just just be together. Yeah. Why do you why get the law involved? <laughs> you know what I mean, why add another layer to it? I know why because you're probably, you know, a lot of people that do that are trying to recreate their parents' marriage in a good way, mm. like in a better way. Yeah. My parents didn't really get along. I, I love them. They, you know, they argued a lot. So there's like a psychological need, get married that. and fix it through. A, it's like you watched a play called My Parents' Marriage and there was all this like tension. You're like, well, I'm going to write a new play and I'm going to be, this time I'll be dad. <laughs> and she'll be mom, and we'll get along. And that play will be so well-reviewed that we'll forget about that. That's what we're doing mm. psychologically, yeah. right? At least some of us are. Um, so I had all these attachments. I, I wanted to be a good boy, and I was a Christian, like I, I really meant it, sort of Christian. And I wanted to... What does that mean, to be a Christian? Well, I mean... How long do you have? It really depends on <laughs> right. which church you're talking about. Right, right. I was a fit the mold of like you get married, you don't get divorced, you did this. Totally. Yeah. But also like the most important, although it wasn't. I think I think about this all the time. There was all this cognitive dissonance that I was like, God is the most important thing. But dude, I, I'd give Tony Robbins a run for his money with how ambition, how ambitious I was. I wanted to take over the world. Yeah, I wanted to make a new volcano. <laughs> Like with my imprint, you know what I'm saying? I I, I was hungry. Yeah. So that that's causing tension. I remember at, at my wedding they played the song Be Thou My Vision. It's a hymn. And there's a line in that hymn that always used to make me laugh, and it was riches I, I want not, nor man's empty praise. And I always used to cry at that line. Mm. Why? Because I wanted riches and I wanted man's empty praise. praise. Yeah. More than riches. Praise. Why? It just gets me off. It's, yeah. it's my psychology. Like, I love people laughing and listening. It's my drug. I love it. It's so good. I've, I, I like to think I found a way to work with it. 
you know, Jesus said, I got this from Richard Gore, but he said, you don't pull up the weeds while the wheat is still growing. You let them grow along with the wheat. And then when the harvest comes, you pull all of it up. So I don't look back and wish I could have yanked out my fucking red-blooded American ambition. But those were my weeds, and you work with them. The weed just grew with them, and they got taller. But you find a way to prune your garden, but you can't yank it up because you'll yank up the wheat too. Yeah. Jesus said that. Wow. The same Jesus that people are quoting to get people to stop, stop whatever it is you're doing that's bad. Yank those weeds up. And Jesus is over there going like, got to let everything grow as it is. It's very Buddhist. It's like, what are you doing? You can't, I mean, you, ah, yeah. it's too deep. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> so anyway, got married because I wanted to move to Chicago because I wanted to do Second City uh-huh. because I, I loved Chris Farley and Chris Farley did Second City and then he got SNL. So I was like, I want SNL. I'll go to Second City. Same path, yeah, yeah. And dude, I got there and everyone had the same idea. It was every tall, doughy, white guy who was the star of their college improv team moved to Chicago as soon as they graduated. It was it was a cattle call. It was wow. crazy. Corn husks in their mouths, like just a bunch of just a bunch of me's. So it was very hard to get in. And then I so I started doing stand-up because it was I was doing a little bit, but I went from being really into improv and doing some stand-up to being really into stand-up and doing some improv. That was like a very practical utilitarian like decision. Sure. I was like, because I realized this is this is like Tony again. I keep looking at him, <laughs> but he would like this. So it's like I realized that I was only as good as the worst person on my improv team, and my improv team, any improv team I was on, would always have someone. Who, maybe they would be funny, but they wouldn't be dedicated. You know, they're smoking pot all the time, or they miss a lot of rehearsals. And I was like, it's hard to get seven people to make it in Hollywood. So you're just sort of like, well, I'll just do stand up. I can do it every night alone. Yeah, alone, and I'll be as good as I am. And I liked that because I could control that. That worked out for me. And then when I was 28, we just moved to New York, maybe a year or two in. And then my wife had an affair so with, with someone she worked with. And then so she left me. So I, I was in this situation. The story's longer. The story sure, is sure. The, the full version of the story is in the book. Because the book isn't just me going like, be a candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nobody wants to read that book. I mean, it's the I drama. Do, yeah. It's the drama. It's the story. So I really kind of draw out, even in ways that I haven't shared on my own podcast, but it's mm. like really tell the full story. But that was when I was like, God, I sort of looked at God like the mafia. Like I paid him protection money. By being good, I didn't mm. smoke, I didn't drink, I didn't swear. I didn't watch porn. I didn't watch porn. Or if I did, I, at least I felt really bad about it and like deleted Internet Explorer. And, uh, you know, if your web browser causes you to sin. And then, um, so I was a very good boy-ish. And then, so that's the mafia, but someone still threw a brick through my bakery window. You know, I was like, what's all this protection money for? So I, it wasn't working. My model of God wasn't working because it had no allowance for suffering. You can see why now one of my passions is to figure out why we live in this world of duality, of good and bad, of pain and pleasure. You know, like what's going on here? What is the model of existence? Because it can't just be a God that if you're believing correctly and do what he says, everything will pay out for you. That's a very Western achiever model. It's also very narcissistic. You're just like, the world's about me. The movie is being shot from these cameras. My story is the one that matters, and I have a direct line to the th- to the God that made everything, so everything's going to pay out. Then your wife leaves you. <laughs> and, 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 it's, not, it's not funny. No, it is funny. funny. <laughs> it's funny. 
It's that's a great joke. It's a great joke. It's a great joke. And then you go, well, what it, what's wrong with this situation? At first, I was a, an atheist briefly. Is it a chapter? So after you were a Christian, after all this happened, you're like, screw God, screw yeah, religion. Basically. Pretty standard, right? I mean, you either go really hard, you double down on God. Yeah, you're all in, like. You're like, well, it's probably because. I smoked cigars or something. I don't know. And then you're like, I'm going to go harder. Yeah. I went the other obvious way. Nobody stays the same. I went the other obvious way and, um, and you started lost my studying faith. everything. You were no, like, no, not yet. Oh, okay. That, that was screw God. Awesome. I wish I was that awesome. <laughs> I wish Pete was that awesome. Buddhism. Yeah. It's, it's like, that. well, now I can study all the canons. <laughs> no, I was just like, I really enjoyed a period of, and I'm grateful that I had it, a period of my life that was. If it wasn't like active atheism, where I was like really thinking and contemplating that there's no God, it was just like a casual enjoyment of putting the issue aside, which I, I recommend. It was a nice time for me. Uh, <laughs> you were just like, there is no God. I just was like... None of this matters. I guess we don't know. I thought I knew. I guess I don't know. I'm going to put it aside. And when all your friends are comedians, nobody believes in God. So you're just sort of like, I'll just do... They seem fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> They look good on stage, but yeah. behind the scenes. But, I, but I, behind the scenes, I was one of them. I started like drinking more and whatever it was. I, it wasn't that exciting. I always had girlfriends, so I wasn't like going out and having orgies and stuff. But it, I, I, I just went hard into the body and had a lot of Chinese food and a lot of guilt-free porn and whatever it might have been. But then, and this is a big turning point in the book, I, I took psychedelics. Have you ever taken psychedelics? I have not. I've been in ceremonies. And you watched, watched it and watched. Oh, yeah. Wow. And said, here you go. When I saw someone like the demons coming out of him, I was like, mm, pass. You went to ayahuasca. It was like a. Dude, who told you to take ayahuasca? No, I didn't take ayahuasca. I didn't take anything. Uh, it was like some other drug. I don't remember what it's called. It doesn't last that long. I think it's only like. DMT. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. So I was in like a circle. Of, <laughs> I was in a circle. A friend of mine. I wasn't going to. I, I want to know who on this wall was like, dude, because I do think you'd like psychedelics maybe at some point. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you that. <laughs> but I want to know which one of these guests told you to smoke DMT. It wasn't me. I don't even know if it was DMT. I'm just saying. If it doesn't last very long, it was, it was like very strong and it tastes. It's like about an hour. I don't even I don't, It wasn't honest, DMT. Though. I don't even know. Yeah, I think it was something else. And um, it was a bunch of like UFC guys. In a circle. Because that's who you want to be with. And me. The embodiment of aggression. Right? But it was crazy. To, it was crazy to watch. I wasn't planning on doing it anyways when I went in there. I was just like, I'll come and watch and like see what's going down. But one of the first guys like smoked whatever it was. I don't think it was DMT. And um, was like, <gasps> he was like freaking out. I was like, uh, I wasn't planning on coming in here to do this and I'm not going to do it now. Yeah. yeah. But other people had like this, they were joyful and happy. It was just, I don't know. So anyways. I wonder what it was. Salvia maybe? I'll ask. I'll ask. But so you started doing this. I took mushrooms. Yeah. Which, and I didn't even take that big of a dose. Uh, I split a dose with my girlfriend at the time. So it was pretty mild. What happened? I mean, which Pete do you want to ask? We can ask, you're asking this Pete. I know what that Pete thought happened, which was like euphoria and wonder and body high and, and fascination. Really what it, what's great about it is that it makes you fascinated. Mm. Like you, you'd just be like, it sounds so trivial to say this like you're an idiot or something, but you're not an idiot. You're actually a Buddha. <laughs> and you're like, right, right. And you'd be so fascinated that there's this, 
this is molecules, this water is molecules, I'm molecules, and these molecules like swoosh around. That would be the funniest thing to you, but not in like a, I said, I've said this before, like when you smoke pot the next day, sometimes what was funny isn't funny anymore. When you take mushrooms, what was amazing the next day is amazing. Mm. You've just sort of forgotten because your brain builds reality, right? And one of the many things that your brain does, I think it's your frontal lobe, is it prioritizes reality. Right now it's more important for me to be remembering my posture and to sit like, okay, I I look okay. Does she think I look okay? The audience and don't spill the water. And what's a threat? Like probably on some level we're like, well, there's fire there. Mm. It's very low level, but we're like, be aware that there's fire there. Like if something happened, we'd be like, don't let the fire hit the carpet. Right. And when you take mushrooms, whatever the door guy is that tells you what's important and what isn't isn't important. You, I say this in the book. It's like you slip him a 50 and tell him to take the day off. Mm. So everything becomes equally important. The air and the wood and your feet and your hands and everything becomes equally important. So what I experienced at the time was joy and fascination. And fascination is really much harder to come by than joy. You can smoke pot and feel joy. But what Fascinated by every everything. little thing. You're like, wow. People, you're like, look, there's another this in that. And it thinks it needs fried dough. And you're like, and love. Like you feel mm. love for everybody. But it's not just, you know, you have a couple beers and you're like, I love everybody. It's not that. It's like you get it. It's like, a, it's like there's a line to a nightclub called Enlightenment. And someone came and took you and they let you in the club. They let you around the line. And then you go in the club, but you can only go in for a couple hours. Um, but it's still fucking amazing that you can go in for a couple hours. So that now, if you ask me now, what happened is that I was fully in the moment. Why wouldn't you be if everything is fascinating? So all of the planning and all of the regretting and all of the anxiety completely goes away and moves aside for basically like what feels like a jacuzzi in nowness. Mm. So this later I realized is what I believe Jesus is talking about when he says the kingdom of heaven. He says, you know, the kingdom of heaven will not come by expectation. The kingdom of heaven is here and men do not see it, is my favorite Bible verse. Another favorite Bible verse that applies is he goes, lest ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Children, it's right there. It's in the text. If you want to be Western, we can look at other texts. We can go Eastern, but it's right there in ours, right? Which is an Eastern text, but I'm just saying. Right. Children aren't, they don't have beliefs or complicated trees of uh, philosophy. Well, if this, then this. Well, I, oh, that's determinism. And, oh, well, that's Calvinism. And oh, They're not that. They're here. My baby is here. And that is a beautiful satsang to share with my baby. Mm. She's just here. So he's saying, be open. Realize you're already here. Men do not see it because we're too busy. Back then they were too busy. I don't know what they were doing, <laughs> getting s- dusty sandals or whatever. But we're doing dusty sandals yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. How many times does he have to say it? But we don't believe it. T- took this drug and I went, oh, f- it is here. <laughs> yeah. That's great. What was the big lesson for you when through that pain and through the drugs and through the dating other women and then now finding your being married again? At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Well, I mean, I guess that it's all, it's all this. It's all, it's all one thing. It doesn't really make sense when you talk about it, but it is one thing and it's thinging itself. <laughs> it's one thing thinging itself. So the the illusion of separateness, right? Mm-hmm. My friend Michael Gunger wrote a book called This, and he talks about, like, we are part of the earth as much as a tree is. And he has this great line where he's like, we're the wireless upgrades. We don't have to be rooted to the earth. But we are a byproduct or a product of this system. And this system is a part of the solar system, and it's a, it's a part of everything. Everything is. Like I said, the air is made of the same thing you and I are made of. So it's helpful to think of the air as gelatinous, you know what I mean? But the ego builds up a story that goes, well, I'm over here and you're over there. Well, tell that to my baby. My baby doesn't know that. My baby's just like, it's this. Yeah. And then, we, and then, you know, we play out these little stories and these games because when you think you're separate and you think you're the center of everything, it makes sense that you would do that. Yeah. So the big thing that my book is about and the big lessons that drugs and everything taught me was that, like, it's all... It's all in it. It's all in the game, including your suffering and including the things that you wouldn't ask for and including your death. Like, I'm not saying, that's why I want to be clear that I'm not saying that might have happened, but you got the job because that happened. That's ego shit. I'm saying it's all one thing working itself out, pretending to be lots of things to know and understand and play with itself, basically. Mm. That's what I think is going on. (laughs) And if you took one of these drugs, you wouldn't have to believe me. You would believe me. You'd feel it. Yeah, yeah. You would feel it. Completely different than knowing it. None of us know it, but I've had moments on drugs and off drugs where you go like, so have you. Swim in the cold ocean. I just did yesterday. You're nowhere but there. You're you present. can't think about anything, and mm-hmm. that is similar to a feeling of taking. So you don't have to. Like the guy that free climbed that mountain. Free solo? Yeah, free. Crazy. I would argue the reason he's doing that is he's completely present. Where else would he be? And that has to be... The best feeling ever. It's the feeling of euphoria. It's the best feeling. That's why I love playing sports, because you can't be on your phone and shoot a basketball right. at the same time. You That's have... why I love doing stand-up. Exactly. You have to be I present. I can't not be thinking about it. Yeah. So people with ADD and all these stuff tend to you know, migrate towards these activities. But like, I, it was never explained to me that spirituality is actually trying to maintain a state of that without some sort of threat to our lizard brains that mm-hmm. forces us there. Right. Can we just be there? And that's what I believe to be the kingdom of heaven. What's been the biggest uh, lesson you've learned being a father? Six-month-old baby, right? Six, yeah. seven-month-old? I mean, we did sort of hit on it because my baby doesn't think in words yet, but she is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we call her, or I call her, I think my wife calls her this too, the chapter about her in the book is called Luminous Emptiness. So she's just luminous and empty. That doesn't mean she's not having it. She, you know, as she's getting older, she's almost seven months, we see her reach for things now and she's more interested and she likes her solid food. And so she's building a false self. 
by the way, we're not going to resist that. She can be a false self until she's, she can do that her whole life if she wants. That's her journey. But um, I'm watching her build it, you know, from the ground mm. up. Like, oh, she likes, she likes uh, spinach. She actually does more than she likes lentils. So you see her building a preference. Mm. And you can see that, like, laser printer right. make a groove in her brain. So it's pretty wild. But what she's taught me was that there are people sometimes, it's a little bit cheesy, but they're like, oh, babies are like, it's like, it makes me feel God, right? I would argue that it does, but it's not as, it's not as simple. Sometimes there's like pro-life billboards that say like, there is proof of God and it's just a baby. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's sort of like the, the guiltification right. of a beautiful idea, right. which is that a baby who has no sellable identity, that's why I don't, I'll never, my brother gave, it was well-meaning, but he gave her a Red Sox onesie. I was like, I'll never put her in this. Wow. <laughs> because I don't, I don't like that imposition of like, you're from Boston. You, and I get it. If you like that, go for it. It's fine. But I'm just like, what's beautiful about her is that she's nothing. She's just the, it's the video game screen. Make a player. She's like a rotating avatar. What are we going to do? And that is valuable in itself mm. like in america especially we see a big spacious field and we're like well what can we build here but the field itself is valuable mm -hmm. and my identityless infant is the greatest spiritual teacher i've ever had and wow. i've sat with some pretty great ones and the feeling you get with something that isn't insisting that it's something but is is what god is to me that's powerful <laughs> yeah Wow. Is that great? That's really powerful. So I, I don't go like, I can't wait till she's taught. Why? I love that she doesn't know her name. She doesn't turn when you say her name. Why would she? What does that mean? There's a word that's you? Get the f*** out of here. <laughs> bullshit. Um, this is powerful, man. I feel like I could talk to you for like three There's more hours. There's a word that's you. <laughs> See, that's like a, that's a psychedelic thought. Like, if you want, like, again, you don't have to do it, but you know it already. Yeah. Like, those moments when you're... When you're in the shower and you're like, there is a word that when they say it, they mean this. Yeah. They mean all of this. Yeah. But it, it feels more exciting when you're when you're tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you, you don't have to. I I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound like somebody that that pushes that because one of the points in the book is that there are techniques and and methods to get you in the in the kingdom of heaven in the Tao in the without garden. that yeah. yeah without that yeah. This is a question I ask everyone at the end. I love this conversation, so I'd love to have you back on sometime. Oh, anytime. Thank you. This, I just want to see the view again. I know, right? And look at Tony. And feel snuggled by love. Yeah, it's a great, <laughs> that's a great choice. This is called the three truths. So imagine, imagine it is your last day on this meat suit, physical earth that yeah. we're in right now. 100, 200, 500 years from now, whenever you, whenever you want it to be, you get to choose the day. And you've achieved everything you want if you want to achieve or if not. Right. Whatever you choose, you've done, okay? Right. And you've lived the life that you want, but you've got to call it quits. And you've got to take everything you've created with you. So you put everything into the world, whatever you've done, books, shows, movies, whatever you want to do, you got to take it with you. So no one has access to your information anymore. I'm leaving and everything I made is leaving. It's coming with you, yeah. But you get, to, uh, you get to rip a piece of paper out of a book and write down three things you know to be true and leave that as kind of like your principles or your lessons that you would sh leave with the world. Right. 
And this is all they would have to remember you by. Your three lessons, so I call it your three truths. Mm-hmm. What would you say are your three truths? What if it was just like my best joke? <laughs> it, could be whatever, it could be whatever you want. What do you want to leave behind? That you think that would be a good lesson or a good story or whatever. Three ideas, three thoughts, three lessons. Right. Well, on the first one, I would write, who is watching you read this right now? <laughs> okay. Who's observing you read this right now? I think that's the most important question. I used to think that, like, when people said the most, the most important question you can ask in life is, is who am I? I'm sure you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Who am I here? And we've sort of turned that into, like, an excavation of your preferences. Which, again, zoom out. Who cares? I like chocolate ice cream. What a, what a prostitution of that beautiful idea. Who are you really is, is the better question. Mm-hmm. And who's observing the thought, I like chocolate ice cream. Because it's, you're, you're not your love of the patriots and you're not your love of chocolate ice cream. So I think that's encapsulated in the first one. Okay. And I, this is silly, but I, I think I would say everything belongs. I like that one. And that obviously includes yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so much energy. That's not to say that there's not. I took LSD recently and my big epiphany was it's nice to be nice. So sometimes they're not that deep. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be nice is a good one. I don't know if that's going to go on there, but like everything belongs is, is a good way to get over the idea that we're just like, if only I was this or that or like, but even your suffering belongs is, is like, that's my, when I'm like, it's all one thing thinging itself. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a trippy idea, but like we live in a world where as soon as you move forward, backwards exists. That's just sort of what we're stuck in. Yeah. So as soon as there's like, pleasure or goodness or kindness, like ugliness and selfishness and pain just exists. That's just like what's happening because one doesn't exist without the other. So that's what the world of form is and that's what duality is. And our resistance to that causes a lot more suffering than actually those things on their own, wishing that it wasn't that way. Mm. So saying everything belongs is a nice way of saying try to dissolve into and flow with everything that is because as Jesus said, these things, this is how it'll be always. He said that. He's basically like, the poor will always be with you. The suffering will always be with you. And it's just like, okay. The homeless will always be down the street. That's right. That's what he's saying. He actually says, I think he's speaking as the Christ. He's like, but I'm only here for a limited time, so you should be talking to me. Which is kind of a funny thing to say. But he's saying, like, this is this. So everything belongs is a good way to say this is this. So what was the first one? Who Who is is observing observing you you reading reading this now? Right. Everything belongs. Everything belongs. And the third one would be, it's a Richard Rohr quote, and I think it matters. Oh, I, there's two Richard Rohrs. Let's decide which one we should put in. One is, love is learning to say yes to what is, right? So we could just say, say yes to what is. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful. It's a little bit more hashtag greatness. This, one, this quote is on my wall. <laughs> is He says, humbly and proudly return what you've been given. Mm. That's good. He says the meaning of life is to humbly and proudly. So right there is non-dual thinking. It's humbly and proudly. And that's in there for a reason. It's to make you go like, what? what? It's not a rational thought. It's a heart thought. You can humbly and proudly return what you've been given. So that's kind of the game. I was given a sense of humor like or whatever. So that is, that is a little bit more practical. 
Like living a life of service. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Give. Give. And do it proudly, but also do it with humility. Because zoom out and what are you really yeah. doing? So that's four. Yeah, I love it all, man. Those are powerful. I'm glad I got to make you think there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got this new book coming out. And the f- fifth one will just be the word diarrhea. <laughs> okay. Because that'll make you laugh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just, he could have left anything. He left diarrhea. <laughs> and he misspelled it. We all do. I'm not even going to make you write it I down. Know. I don't even know. There's I'm a, dyslexic, so for oh, me, it's man. like, you got, well, you got this new book coming out, which is, sounds like you're sharing all these stories and more. Yeah. Called Comedy, Sex, God. Comedy, Sex, and God. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be out when we post this, this interview, or if it's out before, you can pre-order it on Amazon. And Please do. Your website is. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, <laughs> it's weird to just make an open plea to people, but like, you want a book to like, as you know, you want it to like open strong. Mm-hmm. And not because I'll be like, oh, my book opens strong, but because that means it'll be like, it'll get more attention to it. When you've worked so hard on something, and I worked on it for three years, you want those pre-sale numbers and that like first week number to be big, not so I can like jerk off in the shower thinking about it, like, oh, I'm a big boy, but because more people will find the book. Of course. That's really what I'm not just saying that. I want people to find the book. I worked so hard on it, harder than I've worked on anything. It was more satisfying and more difficult than anything I've done. And a lot of what we've been saying, I'll happily give it away for free, and I'll, I'll never stop and go like, well, if you want the answer to that one, read the book. But everything we've been talking about and more is in the book. Yeah. And, it, and if you like this conversation, yeah. that's my little commercial. I love it, man. I love it. And <laughs> it's called, can, yeah, Comedy Sex God. What's your website? It's PeteHolmes.com. PeteHolmes.com, yeah. So you can get on there, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I'm pretty sure there's just a link to Amazon on my website. So just, yeah, just go there. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, follow you on Instagram. Got some funny stuff up Pete there. Holmes, Pete yeah. Holmes on Instagram. Make sure you guys, if you're watching or listening, take a, take a screenshot Put it on your story, tag P, let them know what you enjoyed the most from this yeah. as well. I will see those, yeah, I look yeah. on my Instagram. At your DMs and stuff, so uh, just whatever you do, don't put the volume up when you're in a waiting room. <laughs> or hip, if you do, next to you. know on some level you are the spiritual work <laughs> of the Lithuanian ogre to your right. <laughs> and he's trying to love you as himself. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, I want to I acknowledge you, Pete, for... I feel like it's hard for comedians to really be vulnerable and continue to like do the work on themselves. Maybe that's just my perception of comedians, that's which is true. probably uh, bad for me to judge in as a group. But I feel like you no, we're are a bunch of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but you're constantly you're constantly doing the work, and you're probably doing things that aren't popular. You know, you're probably like saying things that aren't like what every audience wants to hear. Right. And you're asking people to, to tap into deeper questions for themselves and. That doesn't get the best jokes all the time. And, right. and, you know, you're doing the unconventional thing, which is making people think and making people love and open up. So I want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing and, and allowing yourself to go there, even when it may not seem like the sexiest, coolest thing to do. Right. right. So, yeah, man, I really acknowledge this conversation, too, for, yeah. for everything you shared and your vulnerability and everything. So I think people are going to love this. We did it. We had some here. We did. We did, we? man. We did, man. We had here. We did I love this. it. Make sure you guys get the book. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, and my podcast, You Made It Weird. You Made It Weird, yeah. yeah. You Made It Weird. Check it out. You should be on. I would love to come on. Yeah. I would love to come on. You can see my house. Go, go see uh, Pete at the Largo once a month if you're in L.A. You can, every month you're at the Largo. It's every you're, month. You're touring every yep. now and then. Yep. So if you guys go to PeteHolmes.com, go see him yep. uh, live and give him a big hug afterwards if you yeah. say hi to people. This is my final question. It's what's your definition of greatness? Man, greatness is your ability 
to flow with and find balance within all that is. That's greatness. Be Holmes, my man. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thank I, I love this. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode with the funny Pete Holmes, who we went on a we went all over the place in some different contexts today. It wasn't all about comedy, which is what he's known for, but this was a powerful conversation in my mind. I love having these types of conversations with individuals that you normally wouldn't think you'd have these conversations with. So if you enjoyed this, make sure to share it with your friends. LewisHouse.com slash seven. Nine six with the hilarious Pete Holmes. Make sure to tag us both at Lewis Howes, at Pete Holmes over on Instagram. And be a hero for someone in your life, someone that you can inspire. Spread the message of greatness. Don't be stingy with your resources and the information that you're learning. Make sure to share this with a friend. Text a friend or two. If you have a, uh, a texting group chat, post this in the group chat. Post this in a group. Uh, let people know about this link because I think they're going to love this in a big way, just as much as I loved doing this interview with Pete. And as Benjamin Franklin said, without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. What are you doing on a daily basis to listen to your heart, to listen to your intuition, to listen to what the fears are that you have in your life and make sure you're leaning into those fears and not hiding from them? How are you growing? How are you developing? How are you learning? How are you becoming more of who you're supposed to be in this world, not becoming less of it. Think about that today. Make sure to share this with a friend. I love you so very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. For the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 